Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt. Uh, this week we have another amazing musician on the line, so stand by and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. So this week's episode, uh, we have Mr. Jim Zwick on the line. How are you doing today, Jim? Really good. How about you? Not too bad, thanks. So we've known each other for quite a few years now. Um, that there might be some people out there who don't know who you are. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself and where you grew up? Well, I was uh, born in Dawson Creek, which isn't too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I spent the beginning of my time till I was five and a half here in Hines Creek with uh, uh, Frida and Martin Lungard, which is my dad's sister and her husband. Oh, yeah. Called it Royce. Yeah. And then at five and a half, my dad remarried and I went back to uh, Dawson Creek. And then when I was 13, we went to Fort Nelson. Till I was, so oh, I don't know, around, must have been 21 ish. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah I must have been, yeah, about 21, and then I moved back to uh, Heinz Creek here. What brought you back to Heinz Creek? Um, I always did like Heinz Creek. I always have. <laughs> um, but uh, Leonard Lungard had cats, and was looking for a cat skinner. So that's what brought me back was to go to work there, and then I went to work at Canfor. Oh, yeah. Canfor. <laughs> But everybody in Hines Creek used to work there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the big place to work. So yeah. when you were growing up, was there music in your household? Uh, you know, something oh, that would yeah. draw your attention Free. to everything? Yeah, well, my dad could was actually quite a good guitar player. Oh. Um, he actually was with uh, Alfie and Rambers, and they had a TV show in Dawson Creek. Oh, cool. Yeah, he played on there, and of course, yeah, he's played most of his life, so yeah, my dad was actually quite good, but then growing up from till I was five and a half, Frida and Martin, mm-hmm. they used to do uh, dances like the spring dance out at the Royce Hall or uh, at the harvest dance after the harvest was all done, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, they would take me, and I can remember crawling underneath the bench and yeah, when I got tired, crawl under the bench, go sleep in the coats. <laughs> but the music was always there. Nice. So when you were growing up uh, and you discovered music, what drew you? What instrument drew you to playing? Well, my guitar because of my dad. Ah. Um, yeah, he's quite an accomplished guitarist, or was. It was not hard to try and follow he didn't want me to play guitar though oh <laughs> what, what did he want you to play well he didn't really want me to play music period oh really uh, well i was stubborn anyway <laughs> <laughs> and when i was uh i believe 13 i got my first guitar and it was actually a fender jaguar Ooh. it looked like a mustang or uh, it was Pretty similar to the Mustang. Yeah. But it uh, it was a used guitar. That was my first one. I had an acoustic before then, but it didn't last long. So then your music career took off from there. Um, yes and no. I did, again, Dad did, really didn't want me to 
until I actually started to learn chords all by myself. Yeah. Um, then he decided that he would help me along by uh, taking me places where the, there was music and I could watch how they did it, yeah. hear it, and then go home and try and learn it. Oh, yeah. So is that the only instrument you play is the guitar then? Well, because I play the guitar in the way I play the guitar, I can play the bass, the banjo, the mandolin. Oh, I didn't um, know you could play the mandolin and the banjo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and ukulele. <laughs> and ukulele. All these hidden talents. I've known you for I don't know how long. But the thing is, those ones are not really my number one instrument. The guitar is. Guitar. I've always been a firm believer that... You have to spend the time practicing. And that's all I've ever seen you playing is the guitar. Right. There is times where I'll go places like the Robbie's Barn Dance. Oh, yeah. I've picked up the bass there a couple of three times. Yeah. What about the banjo? <laughs> you play that too? Yeah. Not, Not too many banjos around. Well, that, this is true. I don't think there's too many banjo players around either. No. And anybody that does play the banjo is in really good at it well i hope so uh yeah because <laughs> that isn't the easiest instrument like the five string is definitely tougher to play than the four string i've, I've never even tried so i don't know how hard it would be <laughs> <laughs> well i could i could fumble my way through on the four string but when it comes to the five string because i can't actually i've never been able to get my fingers to finger pick yeah. Even on the guitar, I don't finger pick. I didn't know that either. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. No, There's my whole, probably a few things you don't know. My whole world is crumbling in front of everybody. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Um, yeah, you know what? My first, the first band I was in. No. Tell that me. That was Stardust. Really? That was your first one? Yeah, that was the first band I was ever in. Wow. So does that mean I was your first drummer? No, Ray Wamsley was the right, drummer right, before right, you. Right, Ray. I forgot about <laughs> Ray. Sorry, Ray, if you're listening to this, sorry. Uh, I do apologize. Yeah. No, no. But uh, yeah, well, you were too damn young. You had to go grovel in your dad's feet to get him to <laughs> grovel. allow you to play with us. <laughs> Asking another parent who didn't really want his kid to play music <laughs> if he could come and play music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see the irony there eh? between yeah, the two stories. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is kind of. No, I didn't know that was your first band. It actually was because before then, I was actually what they call a rhythmist. Oh yeah. I my dad after after I decided I was going to learn how to play. And he said, well, if you're going to learn how to play, you need to learn how to play rhythm. So in Fort Nelson, and the reason why Stardust was our first band, or my first band, is because in Fort Nelson, where I was growing up, um, there was no bands. There was one or two bands only in Fort Nelson. But there was lots of people that came in and played uh, piano at the little like at the legion or at the elks yeah but they were always by themselves and they needed somebody to play rhythm ah. so i became a rhythmist i could do all the different styles like from anywhere from big band to jazz oh jazz too nice 
well, I could never pick it, yeah. but I could, you can play rhythm. The rhythm is all in the timing. Yeah. And I was never good at that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, jazz, jazz. Timing, timing's okay, but yeah, I just, I couldn't pick that jazz up. Well, the jazz is one of those that it's, it's different. It's a whole different genre. It then is. again, so is bluegrass. I wanted to learn how to flat pick, so I actually did that too for three years. Yeah, I was with a band out of Fort St. John called Due North. Yeah? When was that? Uh, I believe that was 2001 till about, well, it was three years, so it would have been 2004 when we shut down. You were living over in Fort St. John too? No, actually I was in, well, at the end I had ended up moving to Fort St. John, but uh, I was in McKenzie at that time. Oh, right, right. Now, I didn't know that either. So how many bands have you been in total then? Um, gee whiz. How many total? You got to take your socks off for that one too? Or? I believe eight with the one I'm in right now. And that one's called? Rusty Rails. Who's on yep. that one? There's you, there's... Norma, myself, and Len Rimmer. Or, uh, pardon me, Len Kirschbaumer. Len Kirschbaumer. Right. Nice. You guys use a, a, a backing bass and drum machine, right? Right. Norma covers that with her keyboard. And, and uh, uh, there's an interesting scenario, boy, trying to stay on time with an electric drummer. I can imagine. He's never going to lose his beat, though. Nope. It's danceable right from the get-go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then you can actually say that uh, your dad was your inspiration for you to get into music? To start with, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who else there. inspired you to become a lead guitar player? Oh, wow. The lead guitar players were a little different because when I was growing up, mm -hmm. um, it was actually rock oh, that rock. I tried to get into first. Oh, yeah. But there was no money, and Fort Nelson was way too far up the dusty trail people wanted country yeah but yeah i uh so we went to country there's so many greats but uh one of the guys like the ventures of course is one that i i really like ventures yeah that's actually was my first album oh nice the the blonde with the gold bikini yeah ventures greatest hits <laughs> <laughs> But that was my actual first album because it was getting to where I needed to learn some leads. Yeah. But other than that, one of the guys that uh, just blew me away, the most, like Steve Warner, mm -hmm. you ever heard of him? Yep. He's a phenomenal guitar player. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. He's just, he's unbelievable. And he likes to do lots of that, uh, what I call fluffing. Oh, fluffing. What, yeah. what, what exactly is fluffing? Well, when you get in a jam, if you're all sitting around, yeah, and he'll play a lead, and it's not from the original, okay, but it's awesome. Like he, he never misses a beat. He, he's dead on, and and he is one of the one of the better guitar players that I. He's one of the high ones in my world. He started out in rock and roll for first too, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, most of them did. Yeah, yeah. And then he went to country later on. Yep. Nice. So then rock and roll, is, that's going to be your favorite genre of music then? 
No, no, country is now. Country, country is now? Yeah, because uh, I was really young when we got into the rock and roll. It was uh, Iron Butterfly and, and uh, Deep Purple, and yeah. and there was just no way to make any money doing that. Yeah, everybody, like you said, wanted country right. music. And they wanted me to play rhythm, and that's still back in Fort Nelson time. So oh, yeah. they wanted me to play rhythm at the Elks and stuff. So I had to learn the other stuff. Well, and very slowly, well, I got hooked on it. Yeah, it's a good thing you did. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe I might not be playing. <laughs> well, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your favorite artist then? Um, or do you have a favorite group? Favorite artist? Well, there's actually lots of them. Sure. There's so many, again, there's so many greats. Depends on what you're looking at. But yeah, there is like Keith Whitley, George Jones. Yeah. The Eagles, and there's another little band that was almost local, come from Dawson Creek. Do you know who they were? Mm, no, but I'm. I got a feeling you're going to tell me. Yeah, the Stampeders. Oh, right, Stampeders. Yes, they they had a really good sound for for how many there was. How many did they have in their band? Three. That's it. Yep. The time I saw them, there was only the three of them. Hmm. But yeah, they, they, they had a really good setup, a really good sound. And no different than the Eagles, though. The Eagles only had four to start with. Yeah. But now they got 19. That's way too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to work as hard when you got that many players. Yeah, but then you have to pay that many players, though, too. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> of course, mm. when you command the big bucks, you can pay the big bucks. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Okay, so when when you joined your first band, Stardust. Yep. Uh, how old were you when you first started that band? Um, I was about twenty one, I believe, between twenty one and twenty two. I taught uh, uh, Deborah Ostash how to play rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. and Lauren, I taught him how to play bass. Oh yeah, yeah, your cousin Lauren. Right. Right. And so, how long did you guys? play uh with ray in the band uh it was barely a year oh really yeah and then that's where you asked if i could join well i had to go ask your dad but yeah (laughs) i'm surprised he said yes (laughs) so am i (laughs) you you were pretty young (laughs) i was what was i like 15 or something Uh, barely 15 14 just yeah just barely turned 15 or something like that yeah yeah, holy crap, that was a long time ago. It was. <laughs> you said how many bands were you in? I was in eight. eight. Started with Stardust. Yeah. And then after Stardust closed down and I moved to Mackenzie, I got into a little uh, friendly, they were called Friends and Neighbors. They were yeah. looking for a lead guitarist. Yeah. And then I got into Classic Country, which was our band in Mackenzie, and we played top 40. Oh, yeah till 2000 and then i got into due north which was the bluegrass band that's the one out of uh, fort st joe right yeah and then uh when that one shut down i i actually quit playing period for quite a while until 2012 mm-hmm. and then i got tangled up with bruce fraser who is he's got a band called country karma in fort mcmurray oh so yeah for there a little bit until the fires and that kind of shut everything down. Yeah, they shut the whole and, city down, didn't it? 
yep and then moved here and started rescue rails that's got to be uh that's got something to do with uh, the end of the end steel, of the steel? Yeah, you think? Because hey, a little bit, <laughs> not often, but and hey. we're all old, so we're all rusty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, do you have a favorite memory in any of these bands that you played with? Well, I have to say that probably the bluegrass was the most fun. Mm -hmm. I actually got to spend time with Ron Block and Allison Krause. Oh, Allison Krause, nice. Yeah, and Leroy Mack. They actually come up to Cherry Point. Yeah, when we were out there, and our fiddle player was living in Cherry Point, so we went there and had a great big jam. Oh, nice! <laughs> really down to earth people. They they are phenomenal, and yeah, bluegrass was it's a unique genre because of the vocals, and it's all acoustic done, but it's also a very friendly crowd. Put it that way. They're they're always smiling. They're always having fun. It doesn't matter to them how yeah. good you are, or how how good you're not. As long as there's music playing. That's right. As long as you're having fun, they are too. That's it's actually right. great. That's the way it should always be. It should be that way. Yep. Yeah. Do, do you have a favorite venue that you always played or still play today? Ah, you should know that one. Anything, any festival. <laughs> George Lake Music Festival. Yeah, any festival. Any festival. I love the picking after the, the stages that shut down, the campfire picking, all of that. Sitting around. I campfire. just, I live for that because that is, that's, I've, I've learned so much doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is my favorite, all time favorite time is when it comes to festivals. Doesn't matter where it is, as long as it's no, nope, don't matter where it is, as long as we can have a campfire. Damn right, Mister. Well, yeah, you guys will definitely have to come to the Georgia Music Fest this year. Yeah, the thing is, I I go to George Lake no matter what, even if it's just to sit around and enjoy the music. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and play afterwards at the campfires. So, what's your biggest? What's the biggest crowd you've ever played for, Jim? Um, again, that would be the bluegrass thing. When I was yeah. playing bluegrass, we were bluegrass band of the year. Oh, yeah. BC, BC bluegrass band of the year. Nice. And we got a call to go play an Ottawa festival. Oh, really? 2,000 plus people. Wow. They flew us over and uh, rented, uh, picked us up in a van and drove us out to the site. And, yeah. It was it was an interesting weekend, I'll tell you. Nice. Oh yeah, it was cool. That's how it the was, that's how all the recording really cool. stars play. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But you learn so much from all the different people, even the beginners. You always learn from if you want to. Somebody's always got an idea that you've never even thought of or heard of. Yep. Or you, all of a sudden your ear will pick up a lick and I'm going, How the hell did he do that? Yeah, and it's always nice to be able to talk, talk to them afterwards. Oh, too. yes. Okay. That's the thing. That's yeah. what's nice about the bluegrass. It, and the fact, like, even the George Lake Festival, you can go around and talk to people and just sit down and discuss things. It's it's always so much nicer when it's personal. I know. I I enjoy it when it's like that, too. So do you have a musical bucket list? Anything that you'd like to achieve still? Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. 
it might surprise you a little bit. Sure. It's teaching the children. Oh, teaching them how to play guitar. Guitar, vocals, piano. Norm and I both have the want to teach children because if we don't, we're going to lose a whole generation of musicians mm -hmm. because they don't get what what we got as youngins because there's uh, internet and all that stuff going on now. I know. Before, there wasn't any of that stuff and you were around music. Yeah. But it's not the same anymore. So Norm and I, yeah, we're... Uh, that's what that is our uh, passion is to actually teach children. Just before COVID hit, yeah, um, we had fifty-five students. Holy moly! And again, we don't charge. So, where were you guys teaching? Out of your home? Uh, no, actually, we rented the seniors' hall. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we were paying to teach for nothing. <laughs> But uh, Heinz Creek was extremely good. They, TD Bank found out that we were actually uh, teaching for nothing. Yeah. They covered uh, the cost of it. Well, that's all right. Oh, that's awesome. But we would do it. We'd start, we'd start at seven. Yeah. And we'd have guitar and piano in two rooms. Mm -hmm. And then after that was done for an hour, then we would do vocals for another hour. Oh, nice. And you had, what, 55 students? 55, yeah. Wow. So you guys, uh, you haven't been doing it for a while? Not since COVID hit, because we're following the rule of the schools. Oh, yeah. Okay. But we are going to start teaching in October again. That's our goal, is to start it up again. That's our new project, is to try and get it going again here in October. Perfect. Yeah, well, like I say, especially for beginners, like the young children, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's Rob. <laughs> Norma's got a video that you and Leonard have to have, to have a listen to. But yeah. after the first year, we had a recital. Yeah. And the town people and the parents showed up, and the place was full. And the kids, the smile on their faces after they got over their initial nervousness. Yeah priceless you know you couldn't buy that kind of smile it's it's to what and i mean they only really practiced for four four and a half months and then we did three songs they learned it vocally and with the guitars and they played and sang pianos mandolin and then sang too in harmony oh nice <laughs> yeah oh no it was like it wasn't fancy yeah because both norm and i don't believe in Fancy. It's the kiss method. Yeah. Keep keep it yeah. simple, stupid. Yeah. You <laughs> betcha. It, that's the easiest way to do it. But it's surprising because the more you learn, yeah. the more your simple stuff is, sounds pretty fancy. On that note, we're going to take a little short commercial break and we'll be right back. So, Jimmy, I can't remember where the hell we left off. <laughs> um, all right. We did your music. Your, your musical bucket list. Yeah. If you could play with any artist or group, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, I think I'd like to jam with Steve Warner. Oh, no. I nice. really would. Yeah. I would like to sit down at a, at a, in a back room or at a campfire and just jam with that man. I think I would learn so much. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of good ones like Vince Gill, and and it goes the list goes on and on and on. But yeah. Steve is one of those guys that kind of sits in the back. So with your rusty nails, Ben, do you guys get any projects on the go or anything new coming up in the works? Well, just the teaching thing. Yeah. That's basically our our new thing is to get teaching again in October. And we do get Len when we get really busy with 55 students or even 30 students. Yeah. You need more than one guitar to help out and yeah. go around. And, yeah, you need and support. Get started. Yeah. So, yeah, we had Len helping us out last time, too. Well, that's good. So yeah. You guys, uh, are you taking any bookings coming up? Fair or no? Uh, actually, we're actually booked for Cummins Lake. Oh, that's for the Old Time Music Festival? Yep. Nice. They called us and warned us, and also Rycroft. When is it, give give us some dates. Well, the festival in Fairview, I believe, June seventeenth uh, weekend, I think, seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth of June. And the weekend after is Rycroft. Oh, okay. So back to back weekends. Nice. Yep. And what's and the, what's the one over are, in Rycroft called? Well, that's where the egg, the egg hall is. It's another oh, festival. Okay. <clears throat> we're hoping to get our name out and, because we really haven't played anywhere. <laughs> we did one dance before COVID hit. And before COVID. And from what I remember, you guys sounded good last year at the uh, George Lake Music Festival too. Oh, we had fun there. It's always a blast, man. Yeah, it is. So I've got one question. It's not even on the list. Okay. It, it is, tell us something about you that no one knows that you feel that you can share. Okay, well, that's, there's a few people that know this. Okay. But uh, it doesn't matter where we're playing, if it's just at a campfire or on stage or at a dining dance or where it is. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I am always extremely nervous. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. But you see, I've learned to use the nervousness uh, as a good thing. Yeah, because you never seem like you're nervous on stage. Well, it's funny what a smile can do. And if you make a mistake, just keep smiling. <laughs> Chances are 99% yeah. of the people in the crowd won't notice that's right the only and it's only know. one stretch away normally normally that's right like, i have <laughs> i have done some real loopies but normally it's only one stretch or a pull or a hammer on away from <laughs> fixing the mistake and most people won't know whether you made a mistake or not exactly yeah especially if it's a, a pull or a push it'll sound like it's a part of the song Yes, sir. <laughs> it's surprising how easy that is. But yeah, that that is the biggest thing gets me. I've played for, well, <laughs> I'm going to say at least 40 years. At least, at least, yeah. Yes. And I still am extremely, I get butterflies before I go on. Holy moly. Even if we're just sitting around a campfire and somebody asks us to do something. Yeah, I'll get butterflies. Well, yeah. that's that's all the time we have for today, Jim. Thank you very much for well, stopping by. Well, thank you by. for inviting me on. You're very welcome.
That's it for another episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt, and join me next time when we interview another amazing musician from the Peace Country. Thank you, and bye for now.